Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts, and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning, and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. Joining me this week on the Daily Grind, my favorite co-host and favorite big sister in the whole wide world, Carla Cockrell. <laughs> Hello, Daily Grind. It is good to be with you. Tuesday, August 22nd, and on this date in 1851. The first America's Cup was won by the yacht America. Oh, yay. Yes, and the America's Cup is the oldest international sporting trophy. How about that? And we won the first one. The first one. Okay. And on this date in 1864, 12 nations signed the first Geneva Convention, establishing the rules of protection for the victims of armed conflict. I did not realize that. 1864. Mm. The first one. And on this date in 1989, Nolan Ryan struck out Ricky Henderson (laughs) to become the first Major League Baseball pitcher to record 5,000 strikeouts. He holds so many records that are going to stand forever. He retired with a total of 5,714 strikeouts. Oh, man. The Nolan Ryan Express. He's a good guy. Yes. And August 22nd is Bow Day. It's that day where we savor that delicious famed dumpling. Some people call it Bow Zai or Hot Asian Bun Day. Anyway. Oh, okay. It's Be an Angel Day. Okay. (laughs) It's Never Been Better Day. Okay. <laughs> That's being B-E-A-N. Yes. <laughs> but it is not a day about beans. No? No, never been better day. It's a day you should make sure you enjoy the companionship of your pets and share their love oh. that they give you with others. And this day is named in honor of the birth of Celebrity Therapy Golden Retriever Bean. Oh, I had no idea. Never been better day. Okay, I'll celebrate that. It's also Pecan Tort Day. I'll celebrate that. (laughs) And it is Surgical Oncologist Day. All right, grateful for those people. And it's Tooth Fairy Day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which is basically like a mythical surgical oncologist. Right, right, right. Um, Oh, my goodness. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. Hey, a few Daily Grinds ago, we talked about Janine Clement, who lived to be 122. Right. Years old. I don't know if you remember that. I do. I do. Before her death, was asked what she attributed her longevity to. And I thought this was interesting because I... Something you know how it is. You talk about anything, and the <laughs> internet spies on you, and so you find right. stuff. And I was like, "Yes." Anyway, this interview she gave, she attributed her longevity to a diet of 
olive oil, port wine, and two pounds of chocolate every week. Oh, she's living the dream. Okay. 122. Okay. I'm going, hmm. <laughs> I think wow. I may start making some modifications. <laughs> Eat more chocolate. I'm convinced in the event of an apocalypse, I'm probably going to waste the first 10 minutes just wondering why the internet doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to miss the beginning of the apocalypse. <laughs> I, 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 yep. <laughs> Author Joe Hill oh. was determined to make it on his own as an author and kept secret that he was, do you know who his dad is? No. Stephen King's son. In fact, his own (laughs) agent didn't know that Stephen King was his dad for 10 years. Whoa. That's a secret. Wow. Most American car horns honk in the key of F. I did not know that. I'm going to have to pay attention to that. Now, Foreign cars, I can't, only American, that's all I can okay. say. Okay, That'd be interesting. okay. Now I've got something else I have to find out. Some harmony, yeah. some dissonance also. Okay. Reflections are just echoes of light. That would make mirrors a light echo machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know about you, but Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood oh. probably was one of my favorite kid shows. Right. That little train, those sweet puppets, the people yeah. were kind. But it's but it's odd when I step back and think about that show started and ended with a middle aged man changing his clothes. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> um, I found this quote personally appealing, and I think I think it will mean something to Brett too. Um, Andrew Jackson once said that it is a damn poor mind indeed which can't think of at least two ways to spell any word. <laughs> I know lots of people on that train, so. <laughs> Bad spellers of the world untie. Oh, right. <laughs> when you when you really when you really think about it, any pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough. That's right. That is right. And now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith. Yeah, I often joke about what I'd do if I had access to time travel. My main fantasy involves me probably spending all my time going back and punching my younger self in the face for something I was about to do or say. But the irony is that I've been reading through some of my journals from the past decade, and I've come to realize that if my younger self had access to a time travel, He might just want to travel forward in time and give present me a punch in the face. It seems like it is easy to unlearn lessons that we learned when we were in the middle of things and were desperate. So here I am on this spiritual journey, following in the footsteps of Jesus, striving to embody his teachings in my life. And it's a journey that doesn't have a final destination on earth. I'm aware that I'll never truly arrive, but the essence lies in the journey itself, continually following Jesus. 
And finding the freedom and the presence of Jesus requires the diligent practice of spiritual disciplines. And the moment I start thinking that I've reached the pinnacle, that is when I stop progressing. And I slip into what I call the John life. And it's a life that's dead and buried. And it's devoid of the Christ life that God has given me and that I aim to live out and embody. But thankfully, God's love extends to me at this very moment, just as I am, not as I should be. And that holds true for all of us, for all of you listening. So flashback with me to 2015. During Marcy's grueling 10-hour surgery that was aimed at restoring the function of her paralyzed left facial side, it was during those hours in the waiting room that I had the opportunity to learn some profound lessons. So let me just share some of the lessons from the waiting room. While I was in the waiting room all day, I was not waiting. So here, let me explain. Being present in the moment is an extraordinary challenge for me because our world thrives on instant gratification, microwaves, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, rapid processors. Everything is about right now, streaming on demand. It's no wonder that we struggle with the concept of waiting. It drives most of us up the wall. However, amid this chaos, a gentle voice whispers, be still and know. Waiting only becomes a problem when I'm fixated on the future. In the present moment, there's no such thing as waiting. There's only being. When I consciously immerse myself in the sanctity of the present moment, I find tranquility and rest. Now, this requires discipline. I mean, it's a commitment to stay in the present moment, to abide within it. Remarkably, it is in the present moment, though, that I truly know God and experience his presence. It's the only time that I think my mind and my body and my soul all kind of line up in harmony. From my perspective, all bound by linear time, eternity exists solely within the present moment. That's where I meet I am. This is where freedom and peace reside, and it's setting me free from the bondage of the past or the anxieties of the future. The constant comparisons of what if or if only just rob us of the joy and the serenity that is really located in the present. When I escape the grip of past and future, I'm set free. I'm liberated to taste true freedom. In this very moment, I'm unburdened by the need to prove myself, hide my imperfections, or be afraid of loss. I'm free to just be, to embrace my identity in Christ. Time, often a real tyrant, holds no dominion over me if I am completely in the present moment. Abide in me and I in you, Jesus urges. 
Just as a branch cannot bear fruit if severed from the vine, we can't be fruitful unless we remain in him. It's a reminder I often need. And I need to learn it again right now. And as I'm inclined to wander through time, dwelling on the past, drifting into the future, to remain in Jesus is to remain where he can be found in this very moment, living moment to moment by the grace of Jesus Christ. So what occurs when I choose to fully inhabit the present moment, the now, well, my emotions find tranquility. My thoughts gain some clarity. Brendan Manning in his book, Abba's Child, eloquently states that the Christ within us Our hope of glory isn't a mere theological debate or a philosophical pondering. He's not a casual interest or a side project or a hobby of some kind or a last ditch effort when our human struggles exhaust us. He is our life. The most profound truth about us. He's the power and wisdom of God dwelling deep within us. And we find him and experience him in the present moment. Let me pray for us. Father, you are always with me. In obedience to you, I'm going to have to go and apply myself to my job and to other things. But as I do, I pray that you will give me the grace to be acutely aware of your presence. And to this end, Sir, I ask that you assist me at work. I ask that you would receive what I accomplish at my job as an offering to you. And while I'm doing things today, help direct all of my affections to you and help me in all the moments that you walk with me through to be fully present in each one of them by your grace. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me on The Daily Grind. I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.